Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. I had done a podcast, I think about a week ago, and I didn't actually publish it, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna redo it in this podcast, and, and send it out again. <laughs> this time I think I'll publish it. We'll see. I I was so excited yesterday. I like finished, well, I finished and sent out for a proof my second writing. My second book booky book. <laughs> and I've been talking about this for a while, like writing a book is a really interesting thing. It is so much um, more complicated than than I could have ever, because I tend to be extremely Pollyanna. I'm just going to say it's it's like true. I'm just, my my head is always in the sky and I'm always assuming the best always um and so I'm kind of shocked when things you know are not doing what I would like them to be doing (laughs) so I I in my in my Pollyanna-ish I I get surprised when things are just not not the way that I think they should be but I so I finished this book, and this book is is also a, a departure from my normal writing and my normal content. I I sort of I normally just put out ideas. I put out ideas. I put out my own experiences. It's sort of like this blog, sort of like this um, kind of like a auditory journaling and and like allowing people to listen to my process I guess of some sort um and putting out these ideas that I just absolutely love and there's a lot of people who are are doing this to one extent or another now I was I was thinking about I'd actually listened yesterday ironically and I, I to I know I'm all over the place and I'm going to come back, <laughs> but, um, but I listened to this, uh, YouTube by, and it had Dennis Prager in it. And I had talked about him in other podcasts and it was really strange because I agreed with nearly everything he said in this particular YouTube. It was a compilation of things that he had said and um, it was compiled in such a way that it was a little bit less, except for, I'm not exactly sure why it has come to this, like, big divide, like, the right and the left, and I'm not, and I think that the right right now is synonymous with a, a pro-Trump person, or a Trumper, like a, a pro-Trump person, instead of it being the the right, it's not called the right necessarily. 
it's called, you know, a trumping, trumper people, um, uh, Republicans. But the left, um, but actually Trump calls them the Democrat. He comes right out and calls them the Democrats, but, or calls them by name and derogatory term. But I just, honestly, I just don't remember it being like this to the extent that it is right now. Of, of because I think even in this video he was talking about he called it the left um, and so I actually I'm having this thought that maybe I really need to look into what the parties actually stand for to see where I really am because I've actually been making a lot of my decisions just based on who is actually in office. I didn't used to be a straight ticket type of voter, but I've turned into that as the years have gone on. But anyway, I'm I'm really getting off. So my my second book um has been a, a departure from my first. And, and it is a full stop self-help book. It's called um, Blonde Hair Girls Thrival Guide, um, Four Steps to Your Ideal Life. <laughs> and so I sent off yesterday, I, I went through, there are probably still numerous mistakes, but this is gonna give me the opportunity to do a couple of things. I'm going to give the book to some people and have them read it and tell me if it's useful for them. Um, and then also, if they see mistakes, let me know. Um, but I went through editing yesterday. Editing, editing, and I spent some time on it. And then I, um, I finished it. I finished my book and I set off for for um uh copies. So I I was so excited, I have to tell you, when I was when it was like complete. And and here's the other thing about my writing that I find. I remember I had given my book to somebody about a year ago and I said year and a half ago. Anyway, I gave I gave him this book and I, I said, my book is really a lot of meat and potatoes, which is a really weird thing, not potatoes. It's a lot of meat and not potatoes. Um, and, and I, and I, and I said, and that's really weird coming from somebody who is a vegetarian. <laughs> to like, like have this book be meat and not potatoes. Um, but I find that a lot of books are a lot of potatoes. Like there's 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 a few nuggets in it, and then it's just this expansion on, and just rambling, rambling. I mean, literally just going on and on and on and on. And I, um, I've just never been like that. I remember in school, and I I went to graduate school, and I had to write a lot. And I just had such a hard time, you know, when they required a certain amount of pages, I just, I just struggled so much with that. Uh, 
because I couldn't I couldn't elaborate enough to you know to just go on and on and just blah god you know so I feel like this book is the perfect amount of rambling but it's very short I mean both of my books are really short uh this one is is pretty short um shorter than my other book but anyway um so I remember one day I was walking with one of my friends and we were talking and I was saying that um I really I need to like put this book out like because I think there's it has the potential to sell for some reason my 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 other book it's it like I don't even know how to um I just like I don't know how to to get my audience my audience so this is what this podcast is really about is content creators and content consumers so sort of like this self-help you know um I had watched this YouTube, this absolutely fabulously done YouTube about the toxic world of self-help. And this guy, um, and I've actually forgotten some of his points uh, in in his, uh, this video, but I didn't forget the main point. And that is that the self-help industry is in itself an addiction. It is an addiction in and of itself. And when I, and it is also an addiction for the creator. It's not just the person who's consuming the content. It is for the creator as well. Um, so I, okay, so he had talked about, he, he was this guy who, had, and I think his name is James Jan, Janay, I think, um, he had, had, uh, talked about how he started reading all of these self-help books and they were, I think that the majority of the ones he was referring to were business. And this isn't just like psychological self-help. This is like all down the road. And see, it turns out that right now, most of the people that I'm paying attention to are business gurus, if you want to call them that. So I'm listening to all of these business gurus and I'm consuming a lot of content from them. And so I, and, but he was talking about the, about how he was reading a book, like a book a day or, you know, he was reading an um, enormous amount of books and he he said that the reading of the book became the addiction so he said he would read the book and then he would finish the book and he would get this like hit of dopamine and it would be like this huge accomplishment that he read this book and he had all of this information and and then he would go to the next book and read it have all this information go to the next book read it have all this information 
And so he, and then he just sort of found out that he wasn't really doing anything. Like he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't creating anything. He wasn't walking in the steps of where he wanted to be. He was just consuming this, this, um, this amount of reading and collecting of information. And, and I found that super interesting, uh, as a, and then I wanted to elaborate on, as a creator, it's the same deal. I have one of the bigger issues that I have had personally in my journey has been intentionality. What are my intentions in my content? And like one of the things that, um, that, that I've heard from like gurus is, you know, when you're putting out this content, um, wanting to having the, the desire to create, like to give meaning to like give, give, um, raise the, um, the quality, uh, I guess of people's lives to give, like have meaning in, in your content. And I, and I actually like at this point, I, I mean, and all through, it's like, I have no, like, like, it's not like I want people to change. It's not like I, you know, I don't see people as intrinsically flawed. I mean, it's like, I, I, I have no, I, I'm excited for people to have the best life they can have. And if I can give some tools, some nugget of information that I've learned along this journey, I'm happy to do it. And and so, but why am I, why do I feel compelled to do all this? Like, you know, and then I go to like, is it for money? And, and I have to say partly yes. I'm just going to say that. Partly yes. I am, I'm exceedingly excited about lots of money. So I don't ever have to think about money again. I'm so excited about that. And I'm just going to say that outward. And, and I've come to a point where I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, feel like there's something wrong with me that I feel this way. It's not my, generally my driving force in life, but I feel like we are generally trained that money is bad and I don't believe it is. I believe that poverty is bad. At this point in my life, I believe that poverty is bad. I believe that poverty sucks. It sucks very badly. And I am so excited to live differently. And so, and I believe that God it's an abundant God, and I believe this is an abundant universe, and I am so excited for abundance.
Hey, that would be that would be one of my motivations. Uh, but I, I'm, you know, and and it's like, when will I feel like I I have achieved? Like sometimes I I actually put that out there. Like, when am I gonna feel like I've I've actually made it, whatever it is. Like, like in my mind's, and, and, and I actually, I have, I have a, a starting point on the money issue. I have like a starting number that I have on the money issue. And, you know, and I, I would like to be making a living as a writer making a living as a writer. And I and I have all these plans like I was so inspired yesterday that I am going to get started on these three this other trilogy. I actually need to finish my first trilogy too, but I feel like I want to get started on on so I basically have five books in my head. My first book is is one book of a trilogy. And then I had this trilogy in my head for years. A lot of times I get the actual cover before I actually write the book. I get the concept. I get this one concept and then I and these are these are very very small books. These are not like it's not like a novel. It's not like you know a big long think lengthy thing. It's it's and so anyway, so but like and so I think it's so interesting and I've talked about this in my YouTubes and maybe in my podcast I don't know about this idea of this carrot it's like this carrot that that um is always just put out there just this carrot that's put out there and we are supposed to you know, be continuously chasing this carrot, this ideal, this, um, and, and I haven't quite, and like then, and then I have this feeling that once I, once I actually get that carrot, because of things that have happened in the past, that because of my history and things that have happened for me in the past, I, I have this realization that that once I get this carrot, there's going to be another carrot. It's like I don't know that we ever actually get off this wheel unless we actually get off this wheel and we and we go to Tibet, we leave everything and go to Tibet and become a, a monk. Honestly. Except for, like, it comes to mind, like, except for when I'm meditating. When I'm meditating, there is this, this, uh, this sort of this suspension of any, anything. And it's really a cool experience to just sit and sort of bask in the love of God and to have any suspension of anything needed in any given moment, more so than just this moment with that which created everything <laughs> and so you know in my meditation but then I, I wake up I come out of my meditation and then 
you know, I generally I'm meditating in the middle of the night, so I'm like, I have this desire to go back to bed and sleep, um, you know, or do whatever needs to be done. But, um, and so, and so what is the motivating factor? So you look at, um, and, and, and so as a, a content creator, and I don't create as much content as other people I've noticed. I mean, I don't, I, I create some content and I create it on a, different platforms. And I have a very small audience at this point and, and a very faithful audience, which I absolutely, I absolutely appreciate, you know, that people actually listen to my content. I think it's, it's just like so wonderful. And I hope that it's adding value to people's lives. So, um, that's what I was trying to get at before was that it adds value, adding value to people's lives. I mean, I know that people have really inspired me in my life. That I have been inspired by people, you know, maybe I should like you know, maybe I will, in my next podcast, I will do a podcast about the top 10 people who have inspired me and talk about them. But, um, because there was a time in my life where I really, and, and I could say even now, like, so I'm trying to, to basically, as some people would call it, like build an empire. Like I'm trying to build a, the Taj Mahal, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like creating this brand. It's a brand. Um, and which is a, I guess, I don't know. What am I selling? What I'm selling, I'm selling, um, an idea. And that idea is, is that we are such powerful creators and that we have the power to create into to create through the power of that which created everything and so and so so i'm rambling on about all of this but that's really where the power is and we could conceivably i could conceivably sit in meditation and not leave my house and somehow a bucket of money land on me just through thought alone, just through my beliefs and, and, and thinking it into existence. I mean, I could conceive, we could conceivably do that. We are very, very powerful beyond what, you know, and I, I've like, I've talked about this in so many different ways, like even talked about how Jesus said you could say to that mountain to move and it would move. He said that what did he he said we could say to that mountain. He said with the faith the size of a mustard seed. You could say to that mountain to move and it would move. He was talking about physics. He was talking about the power of our mind. He's talking about energy. He's talking about moving energy. And so, like, that's what I believe he was talking about. And I understand this much more now than I did when I was growing up. I just, that was a term that just 
always came to mind for me. I just didn't understand, which is the thing. I didn't understand things until I understood them. I'm going to say that again. I did not understand things until I understood them. And I sort of understood that I didn't understand. And I I have to say, I was a bit frustrated by that for many years. For many years, I, I sort of, um, I studied, I was a, I was a, I studied it. I was a studying, um, studying the ideas of enlightenment, the ideas of, of mysticism, the ideas of physics, but not in a physics book. So I've been studying this stuff for nearly my whole life. And so like to read a book and read a chapter and not get it over and over. I mean, I have this book that I read that is ripped up because I tried reading it so many times. These concepts are like, what is that? It was just so over my head. But also this well of understanding. It's like a it's like this onion. Okay, so you you have this idea. Okay, there's this idea. And then, oh, yeah, I think I get that. And then you realize, oh, God, I don't get that. And you, so you go inward in this onion and onion, and, and you're peeling off all these layers, these unlimited layers of one idea, seeing it in a different way, feeling it more, more deeply. I mean, it's, it's insanity. But anyway, I mean, it can be insanity. <laughs> It can be maddening, I guess, is more of the word. It can be maddening and insanity to, like, just continuously realize that there is no end. There's no end to it. And so, okay, so, which there would also be no end to the growth, the expansion, the, 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 um, to to this to like there will always be another idea that I want to noodle on and then maybe write a book about but my books and my ideas have all been about philosophy and the nature of reality and what are we doing here why are we here what am I doing here and what is going on in my relationships and um and and so I'm creating all this content and I am listening to some of these gurus, some of them with which he actually had in that video, I'm going back to the YouTuber, some of them with which he had in that YouTube, I actually pay a lot of attention to. And, okay, and so there's this perception. Okay, my perception is that this person has arrived that this person knows what they're talking about, that they are, they are really, really wealthy. Um, they're like rich. This person is just rich, but like, but what is going on in their mind that they are hustling to the extent with which they're hustling? What is going on with that? 
how much of life are they actually like in some ways missing what have they given up like that's another thing like what have they given up to to get that two million followers on youtube and you know like dan pena screams out in the beginning of his youtube channel there's no such thing as work-life balance that's what he screams out it doesn't exist work-life balance there's no such thing as work-life balance as he's screaming at you you know so if you're going to arrive and you're going to be rich something's got to give and is that true is that true and then and then you have Abraham Hicks then you have Abraham Hicks you know who she would say enjoy your life Abraham Hicks would say absolutely do everything with joy go joyfully in the direction of what it is you desire she said go just be happy search for happiness search for thoughts that make you happy search for things that make you happy and then when you're experiencing those happy things bask in them just bask in the happiness i mean you can feel it she talks about life as this as this um uh buffet so you're in front of this buffet with all these yummy foods and you're you can't have all of them and you don't even pay attention to what you don't want to eat you just go through and you pick the, the things that you want and you oh isn't this so lovely this buffet is so amazing she talks about how source delivers to us all of the wonderful things that we're wanting when we are allowing it's the process of allowing of of just allowing them to flow it's the process of allowing she says it's not exertion exertion <laughs> how's that for a word she goes there's no it's not this this exertion it's it's allowing and so this is like this is diametrical but Ironically, I think this other guy, Brashar, would say the same thing, who is channeled by somebody, says the same thing. Like, go after your joy. Go after what makes you happy. Because happiness is where it's at. Happiness is where it's at. And all things come from that. All things come from, and it's not about worthiness. It's not about effort. It's not, I mean, efforting your way to things. It's not, it's not about that. And so, and so there's like this diametrical thing going on. And if you look at Abraham Hicks productions, you know, cause I get her emails for, you know, she's not charging the exorbitant amount of money. She has more money than she knows what to do with. You know, and she goes on these cruises, but she isn't right now because of whatever's going on in the world. And she, and she, she's just an amazing human being, and she seems ecstatically happy. And she's not 
it is so diametrical to what these other people are doing, which is posting content um, multiple times a day and um, just push, 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 push this momentum forward with actual force. Which is a book that maybe I will reread by, by, if I had a guru, it would be David Hawkins, who wrote Power Versus Force. Because, because I would, I would go as far as to say that God does not force. God is not a forcing God. It's not like, it's not like, um, the source of all that is, like, there's no, like, like, um, force in it. It's not going to force this upon you. Isn't going to, um, it is, it is utter stillness and gentleness and the power of the ocean and the sun and lightning. And so it's like this super but my experience of the divine of God is not of I'm going to force this upon you. It's not like a winning, it's not a worthiness, it's not a contest. It's not a a favoritism. This is my favorite child. God is not like us. It's not human. We are aspects of God as everything is. But we put these human attributes on God. And so and so I would go at this point going back to the purpose of my of this of this podcast is is that is addiction is addictive to the receiver of the information as it is the person who is putting the information out and i can tell you as a content creator it is it's an addiction i i've noticed that i that i he was talking about our like our cell phone even our cell phone and this hit of like he said like you don't even have to even open the app necessarily and then you get your hit and how many times a day that we're actually looking at our cell phone it's just it's just so interesting and and as a creator it's like and so I'm okay so my motivation is I have these two motivations I have to create value and to create a revenue for myself and so if I'm not creating value I'm not creating a revenue And so, and if you understand, like, 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 if I'm not creating revenue, we don't eat. 
So my basic survival in my mind is predicated on me succeeding at creating value. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to be in a doing mode. And then like a, and a finding a job mode, which is what I'm right now. I'm in the process of unlearning that concept. I was listening to um, a, a little bit of that guy who wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, you know, we teach our children, you know, to grow up and get a job, grow up. Um, get an education, you know, so you can get a good job. And, and like, and now, no, I want to teach my children to grow up and create jobs if that's what they want to do. I want my children to not work for someone else. I don't want them to be in my shoes. I want them to be the CEO. I want them to be the leader. I want them to have their own company. I want them to do what they love to do and make huge money doing it. And so that's that's what I'm teaching my children now. They went to college mostly. I didn't pressure my children in school at all. And I actually asked my daughter recently about that because she is really a high achiever. She's really something. And I said, did I pressure you? And she said, no, you did not pressure me. And so what do you do? You go out and you do what you love to do. And I, all actuality, I am doing what I love to do. I have been writing for years. I have been writing. I have been um, writing about these ideas, about, about things that I saw, like human behavior. I've always been interested in why we do what we do and their motivations and and I've been like just what is this about why is this like this you know I've always just been kind of in this weird scientific mode not even knowing what I was doing but I just am like this you know I, I'm curious about stuff like if a tree falls in a forest, does it make a sound if nobody's there? You know, and my friends are just like, God, Jamie, could you just stop? Like, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about this stuff. They don't want to talk about this stuff. And this is the stuff that I, I really desire to talk about. And so... And so you can you can understand or it's understandable that I that I feel this need to hustle to to provide value so that an income will come and the income is just the is the carrot It's the carrot And so so yesterday I got a hit, I just, it was just such a great feeling to have finished this book. Um, and I talk in the book exactly as I coach, that it's we, I don't present myself as an expert. And I notice that a lot of people in the self-help sort of do. 
they they sort of present themselves a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them present themselves as and and I think that people are looking for that they must be looking for that if they if they need to hear that in order to listen to this person you know because of their degrees because of their you know like they listen to this person because they they've arrived right they have lots of money and this seemingly happy life whatever they're espousing with you know like some of them are absurd with like all these cars and airplanes and like presenting and <laughs> I'm having this memory about um somebody in my life who had, when I was young like this is somebody I knew when I was like 23 and he and his and his friends would go out and they did they took um pictures by airplanes but it wasn't their airplane they just asked someone can I take up you know these pictures by your airplane and um <laughs> I mean some of these people may actually have airplanes but some of them don't I think a good percentage of them they don't own that car they're just they go to a car lot and stand by a nice car and ask if they can <laughs> take a picture by somebody's so that they can have the image of success. The image of success. I don't know, it just makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. I um just the image and it really kind of you know, I think the money in the bank really is and you know a nice thing <laughs> but getting back to my topic I think that it is both addictive on either side and these these gurus they do present themselves as highly successful and you don't really know what's happening in their actual life you don't you don't know what's really happening, but they present like I I have to like chuckle and and I will say maybe partly because I have not arrived and I'm I'm a writer and my books have sat on a shelf, you know, they haven't been selling, you know, yet. And so maybe this is why it it just makes me laugh, but it's like they start their you know, talk with best-selling author, I'm a best-selling author. Like, like if you really listen to what they're saying, it's like you kind of, you're not really listening, but if you're really listening to what they're saying, like, is it really adding value? Is it really adding value to and it's like are we really resonating like I have this habit of like really listening to what they're saying and and I don't really care if they're a best-selling author I don't care I don't care if their book is a best-selling book like David Hawkins I don't believe his I don't know how many books he ever sold and he has a lot of books out I mean more than more than a dozen and these are books that are like thick not like mine 
and it has a lot of information in it. And and these are like informations about the about the mysteries of the universe. I mean, his books are amazing, talking about the nature of God and the nature of reality and enlightenment and human behavior. And he's just... But I don't think he ever presented himself as a, as a best-selling author or felt like he had to... I guess maybe some part of being arrived is that you don't feel like you have to say you have arrived. Maybe I'll feel different when I arrive, right? <laughs> and maybe everything that I am saying is, is predicated on the fact that I have not yet arrived. So I'm jealous of the people who have arrived, but I rather doubt that. I, I'm just pointing out that that I just think the whole industry is so interesting. Something to sell. And it's all over everywhere. And like since this quarantine, there's been like this explosion of these these classes, these master classes, like like doing your your um selling your information in this class form and signing up and then you attend this free seminar these seminars online seminars all over the place and I'm um there is something in this it's not free there's a hook somewhere um and it's like and I don't Everybody, it seems like a lot of times they they have something to sell. They're trying to sell you something. An idea, their idea. And presented in a certain package. Anyway, and it is all addictive. Like, and especially from the standpoint of somebody who is in, to one degree or another, survival mode providing food for herself and children but if I shift if I shift my my sustenance to knowing that it is the source that is my sustenance it's not that person buying my book. It's not somebody, you know, I, this week I got, I, I've gotten these a couple of times, but I got, somebody had sent me an email about, about, um, their skincare and me somehow promoting their skincare, but they want me to buy the skincare at a discounted rate, but they still want me to buy it. You know, so I've halfway arrived. <laughs> I've halfway arrived with one endorsement. I'm kidding. You know, it is sort of like that. I I I'm, I'm gonna end this podcast pretty soon, but I do wanna I I do wanna share something that my Insta scammers have just they just are unrelenting. I read about this in my first book that I have been 
repeatedly scammed. And if not repeatedly scammed, then they've done a really good job of, of, um, of then like, I have been repeatedly scammed by people and on, on Instagram in particular, not so much on any other platform. Actually, I can't think of another platform that I've actually been scammed on, but Insta scam, Insta, Instagram, I've been, been like repeatedly scammed and they're just, they just, I, um, and it's been very confusing for me personally because these are people that have pertinence to me. The people that are, they are presenting to be have pertinence to me. And so, and so it's, um, I'm trying to think, I think I had, um, I've had a number of people like that have saying that they were someone else. And I don't, I like, so like if you comment, if you do any comments on their, um, on somebody's post, so I'm guessing that that's how they're getting it. The, I'm trying to, to, um, scam you. And it's so interesting. So sometimes I'll take the bait just for fun. I'll take the bait just for fun. And this, um, this one guy recently, he's like, oh, so you want to meet me? Cause I do. It's like, I, I'm, you know, just for fun. And like at this 1% chance that it really is this person. And then he's like, okay. And he's saying that he's getting this, this, his airline. And he says, I'll get back. Cause I'm doing my airline. And then like, yeah, like this person is just going to come meet me sight unseen. Doesn't know who I am from Adam. And then he asked me for a gift card because he doesn't want his manager. He says, my manager, I don't want my manager to know about this. So, um, it's just unbelievable to me that people could be so corrupt as to scam someone. But then I start to think about the broader sense of it is a lot of times we are a lot of times we are are kind of scamming people, some of us, to a degree or another. It's like we're presenting. We're presenting. We're, we're presenting a version of ourselves so that this person will quote-unquote love us. Trying to meld into, and this is a whole other podcast. See, I have a topic for another podcast like we we're, we try to like meld into and then like and if you even think about that that also with what I'm talking about right now as a content creator do we create content that we like or do we create content that our audience would want to listen to you know which is part of the reason for why I have such a a large a small audience which I appreciate my audience but I have a smaller audience because of my topics. I just haven't quite reached my larger audience. But 
but do so do I do I change my topic do I you know and then it goes to like do I put out content that I enjoy that I that I think is meaningful or do I put out content that my so that I can add value to somebody's life and 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 I really feel like I have to be authentic because that's sort of a scam isn't it isn't it sort of a scam to put out content about something that I know nothing about because I want to please my audience It just, you know, I, it's like I have no desire to do that. So I sort of think about this scamming thing. But I think it's just so interesting. Um, but they are just on full force. And my, like, the last week I had one person and then this week somebody else. I don't know if it's the same person and he's just trying to scam me with different names. But, um... I have been being scammed for two years now um, by, oh, I mean, I've gotten so much ridiculousness. I had like a, somebody saying they were from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and wanting to give me a grant. <laughs> that was so funny. Some of them I've been actually like printing out just because I think they're so funny. But it's just like this series of almost, 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 almost. Um, because then there will come a day where somebody, you know, possibly will want to, will want to fund my project. I think my project is incredibly worthwhile. <laughs> but anyway, on that note, I'm going to have to listen to this in the morning and see if it makes any sense. Thank you for hanging in there with me. I'll be back with other topics. And that's a wrap.